Hello, this is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Today's episode is inspired by many of the things that I am seeing in society today, especially with people being at odds with one another. Now, in this episode, you are really going to find out that I am not for any particular side. My wish is that all of us will begin to realize how to actually live as free people. So this episode is designed or geared toward helping us all with this. Now, I may say some things in this episode that will be hard for you to hear. As I think about what I am about to say, it is hard for me to hear myself say these things because it gets right to the core of human existence on this planet. So let's dive right into it. Now, as a human on this planet, Throughout the history of this world, as a human on this planet, if we just walk through our daily lives, we are subject, or not subject, but we encounter the same forces that has been around since the beginning of mankind's existence on this earth. Now, these forces are coupled with things that are beneficial to us. Now, the key to this is being able to stay in a certain perspective. The human existence or the human being consists of different parts of itself. Let's keep it simple for the sake of this, uh, for the sake of this discussion. Um, you have your body, okay? And your body has its different appetites. Now below that, or associated with that, you have your emotions. It's a little bit above that. And then you have your intellect, you have your high intellect and your lower intellect. But we're not going to get too deep into those things. The reason why I mention these things is that you acknowledge or we all acknowledge that in this human existence, uh, the body has certain things that it needs to keep it going. And the body is our interface with the physical world. See, there's a part of us that exists in an abstract world, meaning that you cannot, if you just stand totally in the physical plane, you won't be able to see that part of existence. So there's a part of the human existence that stands in an abstract world but there is an existence that is dealing with the physical and that is related to the body. 
And sometimes when things are led the wrong way, or should I say the cart starts to lead the horse, <laughs> or there's no one behind the wheel, interesting things tend to, tend to happen. And it, it usually is not good. It's a uh, trap door, if you will. So let's break this down. Okay, there are certain forces or entities that are related to our physical existence and also our lower intellectual existence that uh, can be used for us if we have the proper pers perspective and have uh, someone behind the wheel or it can turn into something very ugly. Usually when we talk about these forces, there are two sides to them. There's two sides to every coin. They're basically tools. Now you can use a tool the right way or you can use the tool the wrong way. A hammer, when used constructively, can be beneficial to building a house, but it also can tear it down if you use it a different way. It's the, it's the same thing with these. So what are they in particular? Now, there may be more of these, but I put five of them out in front of you. And these five generally covers just about what we encounter. Now, like I said, there may be more. And if you do find more, well, then add them to your list. These things that uh, are on these lists, uh, these things that are on this particular list, we have to watch all the time. All the time. Okay? Even, even when we're at a party and we're with our friends, we still <laughs> have to watch them, especially in those moments, you know, especially when we relax. And then in other moments, we have to watch them too. When we are in reflexive situations, we really have to uh, snap out of that and take a step back and watch them. So what are these five things? Well, the first one is um, comfort and enjoyment. Now, the other side of that is indulgence and gluttony. You know, things, things that push comfort and enjoyment into... Uh, decadence okay so you see how it can bleed into those areas the second one is uh, sociability uh, being well renowned and then it can leak into a um, addiction to fame or always having everything being about you, narcissistic tendencies. The third one is being in control of your own destiny. Now, the balance of that, you know, we tend to call it power, but then once it gets out of control or we're not looking at it in the right perspective, well, you know, I don't really have to go too deep into that right now, but I will later. But you can see that 
um, a power hungry mentality can cause many problems. I mean, just look at the wars and many people being hurt through that situation. And uh, just when you go on the street, you know, you have people uh, jostling for a position. Just, oh, you're looking at me? You're looking at me? Well, you can't look at me. Anyway, we'll talk about more of that later. Now, the fourth thing is not being idle, meaning you want to have something going on. And that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, where it can turn the other way <laughs> is when that desire to have something going on all the time turns into instigation where you get into people's business and then you stir it up between a, a, a group of people or two between two people or maybe just in himself one person in himself and you uh stir the pot if you will and then step back and see what happens it's basically manipulation and sabotage. Or you try to manipulate this person to get what you want. The fifth thing, and this is a big one, is self-preservation, which is safety. But the other side of that is uncontrolled fear. Okay? So those are the five areas that we should really look at in our daily lives and make sure that we are in the proper perspective when looking at them or when we are using these tools in our lives. Now, if we are in the wrong perspective, if we don't have someone behind the wheel, then we could fall into that trap door. The quicksand will happen. Well, let's go back to the first one. We're dealing with comfort. Is it, 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 it is fine for you to want to have a nice house. It is fine to want to have a nice car. That's okay. It is fine to eat food that tastes good. However, though, with these things, if we totally focus on the food, appetites of our body we tend to overlook the things that may um, the things that may occur if you overindulge in these things like take for instance you want a big house okay you want a nice house so you go and search for a house you and your family and you see a nice big beautiful house and then they tell you the price tag but it goes out of one ear and out of the other or you hear the price tag and you think about the monthly payments and you only think of it in terms of the minimum payment and you say well I can do the minimum payment but you don't think about how it will affect your budget and if in terms of an emergency, will you still be able to make that minimum payment? Now, 
many times. This happened. This has uh, happened back in the housing crisis. But many times people see that big, beautiful house and they don't they don't take account of their finances and what they can truly do. And then they end up in deep financial trouble simply because they wanted a comfortable house, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the phrase that fits this situation is they brought too, they bought too much house than what they can handle. You see, you can have a comfortable house. It doesn't have to be that big. They could have shopped around and found another house, you know. But in this instance, they wanted that house so bad that they didn't ask the question of can we handle the payment? Do we want a payment? You know, a lot of times people get into a payment and then uh, uh, they have to pay something back through a payment system or payments every month. And then they begin to realize that that adds more stress or sorry, that adds more stress than the comfort that that particular uh, product has given them. But they didn't think about that in that moment because they're appetites got the best of them they ceased in that moment to be in the driver's seat so you see how comforts can turn into something that could hurt you like take foods for instance cheeseburgers they can taste pretty good now i'll give you a little secret once you stop eating cheeseburgers and terrible food, which can be very addictive. And this leads to the comfort thing and taste. You have an acquired taste for those things. So you want to keep eating it, eating it, eating it. And uh, once you stop eating those things and you eat other things that are beneficial to you and you acquire a taste for those things, when you come back to the, uh, the other food that's not that good for you, <laughs> the smell of those things will deter you. You won't even want to eat them. I'm telling you this from experience. But here's the thing. We get in trouble with food because we have a taste for something. We know that food, certain some foods are not good for us, but we eat them anyway. And uh, you push it out of your head what they could do. Or they say, well, a little bit don't hurt. Well, a little bit is a step towards the wrong direction of terrible health. But we push that out of our heads in order to get more comfort, more sensation. Or we're chasing that sensation. So you can spread this dynamic to many other things. Like I said, you want to buy a car or there's a new uh, there's new shoes you want to buy. There's new clothing you want to buy or there's a particular object that you have to have and it just makes you feel a certain way. So with these things, don't we can't let the desire overrule us to the point where we overlook certain things that we have to have in mind that will keep us healthy 
while we are searching or partaking in these things. Now, the second one I mentioned was social social ability. So social ability, sorry. And that is, you want to, many, no one wants to be alone in this world, okay? Unless you've gone through serious trauma and it's very difficult for you to talk to people. And even then, uh, people still want to talk to people, but they feel that it's safer for them to uh, not talk to anyone because it's so difficult for them. And that kind of leads to another uh, aspect that uh, in the list. You see that as we talk about these things, the five aspects likes to relate to each other. They, they send lines to each other and they, they feed back. So these five things sort of feed back on each other which is a very interesting interesting dynamic. And you will notice one of these aspects and another. They, they play on each other. But let's get back to the social aspect. We would like to be known as an upstanding member of society. Or you want to stand out for some of you. Now, That is fine, but when it gets to the point to where you lose your identity and you start to act out of character or you start to do things to get attention, well, it may become a problem. Well, most likely it will become a problem. And See, this is where social media is very dangerous because social media provides a platform and even just doing things on the computer and not actually going out in the flesh and being with people. When you're on your computer and you're trying to uh, get more social credit, if you will, there is a tendency to do things outrageously so that you can get more attention. And there's also a tendency to just go along with the crowd and shut down others who do not go along with the crowd. Because if you shut down those who don't go along with the crowd, then you prove that you uh, fit in with the crowd that you want to fit in. So basically you verify yourself by um, ostracizing other people. And so that leads that, see, this situation is feeding back on the fear uh, aspect. And you see fear will be involved in many of these things. Feedback, oh, I mean, sorry, fear feeds back on many of these aspects. Okay. Also, power can feed back in this aspect because if you are in a social circle, you want to be on the top. And so you would do whatever you can to get to the top. Okay. Now, with the social uh, aspect here, let's go back to social media. Social media 
is very dangerous because when you, uh, unlike when you go out in the world and you communicate with people, you actually communicate with people on the computer. When you're on the computer and you say outrageous things and you go after people, the consequences are not immediate. If you do the same thing that you do on social media out on the street in somebody's face, most likely they will slap you. Come on, you know it's true. So that's why you hide. That's why we hide behind our computers and our keyboards and <laughs> we say crazy things on the computer. And if so-and-so is not a Democrat, well, then we call them a hillbilly. We call them stupid and QAnon and all sorts of things. And Or if, so, if so-and-so, if a person is not a conservative and a Republican, then immediately we call him, you know, soft and uh, uh, all sorts of stupid names. Or Now, granted, these observations that Democrats have for Republicans or Republicans can have for Democrats, at the base level, they can be true. But then they get out of proportion, see? They get blown out of proportion. And then it leads to more fear. And as a consequence, it just continues to spiral out of control. And then there is a big rift in society. Because everybody is in their group, they have their circle, and they're trying to prove that they are uh, with the group by ostracizing other people who don't think like them. Folks, that's not American right there. And I see both sides doing that. Democrat liberals and Republican conservatives. Both sides are doing that. That is not helpful. You know, good philosophy is great, but it's nullified with incorrect delivery. If you got to write that down, write that down. But in the meantime, we're moving on to power. Power and being able to control your own destiny. Everybody wants to control their own destiny. You don't want to be at the whim of someone else. Face it. You know I'm you know it's true. Now that is healthy because no one knows what you need better than you. So it is great that you control your own destiny. Now where it gets out of control is when you start getting getting into a power-hungry aspect. When, when we start to do that, fear is somewhere involved. We want to control our own destiny so much that we put ourselves in a king of the mountain mentality. Have you ever played that game, king of the mountain? You know, you have one person standing on the mountain and or he pushes everybody out of, out of the way and then 
he gets to the top of the mountain and then he continues to try to push people and push people and then other people are craw uh, clawing at this person that tried to pull him down. Well, that's the situation. King of the mountain. Folks, America and the idea that was uh, behind the founding of America, it was designed for everybody to have his own mountain and have him be the king of it. In other words, everybody can control their own destiny while at the same time, and see, this is what's so, this is what's so <laughs> genius about this. They understood that everybody cannot control their own destiny if there is anybody out there that tries to control other other people's destiny so they knew that it was important that in america people had to be able to have an a loyal relationship with with their um with their resources okay with in a loyal relationship with your resources, excuse me for a minute, or in a loyal uh, relationship with your resources basically means that you own them outright. Once you pay for that thing, once you get in the loyal title, and I'll spell that word for you, by the way. It's A-L-L-O-D-I-A-L. A loyal Sorry, I was saying it wrong. A loyal <laughs> So, if you are in a loyal, a loyal, <laughs> wow, a loyal, excuse me, relationship with your uh, resources, then... No one can ever take it away from you. You are basically the king of your own mountain. Okay? Now, what is happening here in this country now is a... Um, we have a situation where we have tenant titles. Now, tenant titles is not an alodio relationship. In the tenant title, if you don't pay your taxes <clears throat> or if you don't pay certain payments, what you think was yours will be taken away. You see, when you are a tenant, when you are a tenant, you are paying rent. Now, many of us have a car title or a house title and the title is not in a low deal title. It is a tenant type title. That's why many times when people stop paying it or are not able to pay, they lose it. Or uh, another entity can come in and based on that entity's authority, they can take it away. So this country was first founded on a loyal relationships with resources. 
And if everybody had a loyal resources, a loyal relationships with their resources, well, then there will be less scare, uh, scarcity, way less scarcity. And they would relish that relationship with their resources. And they will be most likely to not um, impede on someone else's resources. As a matter of fact, when you have an low deal, you have to excuse me, I'm burping here. When you have an low deal relationship with your resources, then you have a responsibility to upkeep and protect those those resources. So that's where things like the Second Amendment comes in. If any entity, I don't care who they are, comes in to your property where you have a low deal relationship well then it is your responsibility to protect it why because you are the king of your property a king is basically the one of his jobs one of the jobs of a king or a queen is to protect his land and that's why we have the second amendment that's one reason why and i i like that reason because it encompasses all of the threats that could come at a person. So a low deal relationships is very, very, very important. You see, but this all relates to being able to control your destiny. Now, somewhere down the road, we in America, we've, uh, uh, us and our ancestors, Somewhere in the history of America, we have lost sight of that. And there's a reason for that. Instead of really understanding what controlling our destiny is, fear has driven us away from sound judgment in those matters. Fear has driven us to forget these things that are important. And as a result, we feel a threat the threat is losing control over one's destiny. And when people feel that threat and they're not thinking straight or there's nobody behind the wheel, what tends to happen is they try to control others so that others, um, let me back up. They try to control others so that they can preemptively prevent others from threatening them and that is a very dangerous situation because it leads you to not respect others other people's property or their person and then it'll, it will lead you to manipulate them and systems into handcuffing other people into what you think is correct for them Okay, I know this is hard to hear. And if we are honest with ourselves, we all have seen these aspects within us. Now, the next thing, let's go to number four, is being idle. Not being idle, keeping busy, you know, keeping things happening. You want to, we want to continue to grow. We want to experience new things in life. We want to see the world. That is great. That's wonderful. Now, where it can turn on its head is when we get bored or we're not satisfied 
with just sitting back or just uh, admiring what has been made on this earth. You know, things that human hands cannot be made and even things that human hands have made, like Michelangelo's paintings and, you know, the Sistine Chapel or, I, I don't know, whatever you want to look at, the Statue of Liberty, uh, Mount Rushmore, <laughs> the, the Hoover Dam, I don't care, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but it gets out of control when these things... Or you look for another type of thrill. You get into people's heads and manipulate them just for fun. Just to see what happens. Or you go to somebody's party and or somebody's house or somebody's home and you hear their business. And you know that business was intended to stay in that room. But then you take that business that, th that you were privileged to hear. Because if we look at the allodial relationship, well, that person did not have to allow you into his home. But as a privilege, he allowed you into his home and he told you some personal business. You take that, then this is where it gets uh, uh, goes astray. Then <laughs> you take that personal business and you find a situation where that person that person's business can be a detriment to him or it will expose a weakness to that person that invited you into his home now there are some people that that do this for the sake of entertainment now but there are others who do this for the sake of gaining control of that person's possessions or uh, socially displacing him and then taking his place. So you see how these aspects are feeding back on each other. Let's move on to the fifth one. And this is a big one. Self-preservation. It is a natural instinct of all beings on this earth for self-preservation. All. All. I don't care if it's a plant. I don't care if it's a, uh, an animal, especially with human beings. That is extremely healthy. Extremely healthy. But you can see if you just scratched, if you just scratch the surface just a little bit, you can see how this can easily turn into fear. Fear, uncontrollable fear. You start to fear. You start to fear everything. Uh, uh, so and so is out to get you. The government ha uh, is doing this to you. So and so is coming to uh, take your whatever. Uh, the government is going to do this. The government is doing that. Now, these fears can be rooted in things that are justifiable to look at. You know, when we look at. Uh, certain things going on in the government and how they are very uh, very much overstepping their bounds it that is healthy to see if you know the constitution and and the bill of rights and you see the government government 
sorry, the government overstepping its bounds. Yes, it is very healthy to be concerned because it affects your your uh, uh, your existence. That's self-preservation. But it gets out of control when you lose perspective on where these things are lying. If we just focus on the particular thing that is being done, that is breaching the Constitution, we'll generally will be okay. But the moment when you start to call people who makes these infractions names, or names such as uh, a commie, or uh, in, uh, on the other side, a Nazi, then we'll have we will have problems, okay? If if he is a if you call a person a commie, then you better make sure that he is a communist, okay? Don't just call a person a communist because he has a uh, tendency to think in, in uh, uh, on the liberal side of the political spectrum. Same thing for the word Nazi. If you call someone a Nazi, you better make sure that person is a Nazi. Okay? Just because he thinks on the conservative side or the national, you know, the, the, yeah, the conservative side of the spectrum, that does not mean he's a Nazi. It does not mean he's a nationalist. So, in other words, call a spade a spade. Call a duck a duck. If it's not a duck, then it's then you can't call it a duck, right? Just because a conservative is a conservative, he thinks that way, doesn't mean he's a Nazi or a nationalist. Same thing with people who think on the liberal spectrum of, of the political side. Um, of the political, sorry. Just like those who think on the left-leaning side of the political spectrum. There we go. We got that right. So... Those people who think that way, just because they think that way, that doesn't mean that they are a communist. That doesn't mean that they are a socialist. That doesn't mean that they are Joseph, that they are Chairman Mao or Joseph Stalin or Lenin. You have to make sure that those people think that way. And here's the key. You don't really have to uh, search really hard to find out if a person really thinks that way, if, if they are actually a Nazi or a, a communist or a Leninite. Because those people will let you know who they are. All you have to do is just shut up and listen to them. And see, that's another one of our problems here. You know, due to uh, fear, we tend to run our mouths. And we don't want to hear what someone has to say to us because we are afraid of the pain that uh, of the words that those people are going to say. So we don't listen to them. But we have to listen. And see, because we don't listen, we end up calling calling people who are not, not uh, Nazis Nazis. And we end up calling people who are not communists communists. Now, they may have ideas, they float in and out of those things, but that does not necessarily make them a Nazi or a communist. Also, 
if we sit back and really listen to some people, we will begin to realize that there are some people who actually think very deeply and who you think may be a pure liberal actually have some conservatives ideas and vice versa. You see, we're missing out on the uh, many, many wonders of the world and the many good aspects of people because we simply do not listen to people. We hear them, but we don't listen because we fear what we fear what may come out of their mouths and the pain that it may deliver. Or we fear that if you don't stomp on some, on a particular person because he's everyone calls him a communist or a Nazi, and if you don't enforce uh, uh, the ideas of your particular group by ousting him or uh, antagonizing him, then you make it kicked out of your own group. So here we have fear feeding back on fear. And this is what's going on in this country, in, in America, and this is what's going on throughout the world. And that's why we have very big divides all over the place. Now, I can expound on this all day, but I think you get the general point. And the gist of this uh, episode is to give you a general guideline, okay? So you see what that, what I was talking about here with fear, you see, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I don't label myself self I don't label myself a conservative or liberal. I want to see the true spirit of America. Or I should I'll put it this way. I want the intended spirit of America which has never ever been realized in the history of this country. You have to understand that the founding fathers made this country uh uh as a challenge. It it proposed, it proposed a challenge to the people who lives in this country, who will come to this country, who will be born in this country. And that challenge is go to the new thing. Don't let these tools that we're talking about rule you. Don't let your appetites rule you. Live in true freedom. If we live in true freedom, then everybody can be in freedom. You know what I'm talking about. If you listen up to here, then if you listen to this episode up to this point, then I'm pretty sure you can get a, a dim view of what I am saying here. But that's what the founding fathers intended. They knew when this country was founded that it had not achieved that goal, obviously, and that we will have to attain to that. We still have not reached that. And right now, we are losing sight of that. Okay? So, but with this last explanation, you see that that's where I stand on all of this. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I don't call myself any of those things. I don't identify with any of those groups. And in my humble opinion, that's a true American. 
A true American is someone who understands freedom and the responsibility that goes with it. And he understands that it takes a lot of work, which leads me to the next aspect. As we were talking about this, I'm pretty sure some of you, if you were being honest, you were saying, man, we have to watch all of this. I know at, at, at sometimes my mind can just go out of control. And you're absolutely right about that. If we are honest with ourselves, these these appetites can get out of control very easily. But here's some good news. If we have an awareness over these things and we are make and if we make sure we are in the driver's seat, the more you do it, it's just like a muscle, the more uh, easier it becomes. Again, the more you do it, the more easier it becomes. It's like working out. You train the muscle, the muscle gets bigger, and the muscle gets stronger, or at least it gets stronger. Okay? But you have to do it. That's the key. You have to do it. And um, if you fail, that's okay. You know, it's going to lead us to another point that I'll get to. But if you fail, it's okay. Just get back on the horse. Just get back on the horse. It's all right. You know, and, and hopefully you can get to the point to where, not hopefully, I'm sure if you do it, <laughs> you will get to the point to where you can watch yourself vigilantly. You have, you will be a diligent watcher over yourselves. You stand in your own watchtower and you look at all of these aspects going on in your lower intellect and in your body. And you can communicate with these things and you can say, no, no, that's too far. I understand. But this, if you just take this thing, that should satisfy what you're looking for. This is what you're really looking for. Or no, no, it's okay. You know, you don't have to think someone, uh, this person is out to get you. And even if he is, if you handle your business, then then uh, 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 he can't really uh, mess with you. So defense is the best offense. You don't have to go and destroy this person. So in other words, what I'm saying is be at your own control panel. Now, I have to be honest with you. Even with that, with due diligence and practicing, practicing as much as you can, which should be all the time, every waking moment, you know, hearing that, you begin to say, man, I thought you were trying to make it easier on me. You made it harder. Well, <laughs> Yeah, maybe I did. But we're being honest with ourselves. You know, being a human is not easy. It can get easier through practice, but it's never easy. And we have to realize, too, that none of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes, period. Now, if you continue to practice these things, the magnitude of your mistakes may get smaller and smaller and smaller to where 
to the general public, it may become unnoticeable. But you notice them. And that's key. You want to notice your, mis your mistakes. That's very healthy. If you don't notice your mistakes, then you can't fix it. <laughs> right? So that's important. Now, if we notice our mistakes, that, that will help stop us. That will, that will uh, stop us from doing the many things that you see occur, especially on social media. Those things that I talked about and many other things. Now, this this brings me to the next aspect. Um, some of you may find, some of you may find this controversial, but I'm going here. Now, you don't have to do this. This is your choice, okay? I'm being true to my doctrine here. This is your choice. You don't have to do this. But there is one aspect that has been noted throughout most of the history of mankind or all of the history of mankind that has helped man with this. And this is this. Being aware of the existence of God. You see, if we are aware of the existence of God, and higher powers that exist on planes a few times removed from our higher intellectual existence, then we will be able to connect with God and the Spirit of God will help us to keep watch over these aspects that I had mentioned. I told you it was going to be controversial. And before you turn me off or you get upset with me, just remember, I'm not forcing you to believe in God. That is your decision. And this is what's interesting about this. You take the Bible, for instance. Many, many people talk about the Bible, uh, how it uh, is. Uh, if you don't do this, then fire and brimstone is going to rain upon you. But most of the time when people talk about this, they have not read the Bible. They don't read it. But if you read the Bible and you look at the New Testament especially, uh, you will see that there is always a choice. God doesn't force you to do anything. <laughs> There's always a choice. Now, just like in the physical existence, the choices that you make, especially those choices that manifest in uh, physical action on this plane always have consequences, okay? If you decide to pick up a piece of paper and then you pick it up, well, that piece of paper is up in the air because you decide to lift it up. That is a consequence of your actions. It's the same thing here. So, God gives you a choice. That's free will. And we have an opportunity to utilize all of these tools that I spoke of before for either a something for good, uh, for growth, for yourself and for your fellow man, or to tear down yourself and your fellow man. It's your choice to do it. 
You have to be in the driver's seat. Now, many times, like I said, we have individuals through fear and, and through all of these aspects turned the wrong way. It forces people out of their own driver's seat. In other words, they become ruled by their appetites instead of them doing the thinking. The appetite is doing the thinking, which is, oh, I got to have the cheeseburger. And the person will do anything he can to get the cheeseburger. His, his, body is, his body is saying cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. And if he sees somebody with the cheeseburger, if he's thinking, if he's so deep into that dynamic, if he sees a person standing on the corner with the cheeseburger, he probably hit him over the head with the stick and take his cheeseburger, run away, hide behind a tree and eat it. I'm trying to keep it funny so that you can laugh at these things. But when you look at these things in 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 uh in this base dynamic you see it being played out over and over and over again and that is because we many times human beings do not sit at the control panel and 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 granted through schooling and manipulation of the media and uh just all of these things in society that's floating throughout the air, they are designed to knock you away from your control panel. Okay? And that's another reason why it's so hard to watch these aspects. But this is what's so, what's so cool about being aware of, of God. Because if you are aware of God, then you can connect yourself into a higher power where no municipality or no principality in this earth can touch. So it gives you a foundation to stand upon and on and through that foundation, you can stand inside of your own control panel. And all of the media and all of the schooling and all of the manipulation coming from that is constantly knocking on the door, constantly trying to blow you off of your control panel. But because you are rooted in a higher power, try as they may, they can't knock you off as long as you root it in the higher power. That leads me to the next thing compassion many times like i said we make mistakes we have to have compassion if you continue to beat yourself up then you end up making more mistakes i saw one thing that was particularly extremely funny i, I was laughing extremely hard at this i was watching baseball clips and this <laughs> this this one guy this outfielder he went back to catch the ball, right? And it was uh it was close to the wall and he was running as hard as he could. You could tell in his mind that he was going to make this glorious catch. But then he went when he went up to catch the ball, the ball <laughs> tips off the uh edge of his glove, hits the wall, 
and starts to roll away. Now, it didn't roll that far away. That's not the funny part. The funny part was he was so disgusted with himself, <laughs> he threw his glove on the ground, his hat, and then he starts stomping up and down like a like a toddler. It was, it was it was hilarious. And then the other outfitters were like, dude, what are you what are you what are you doing? The ball is still on the ground. The guy is running around the base. Pick up the ball. Okay, like you completely lost your mind. I, I have to pick up the ball and throw it to the infield. But this was funny. I mean, if if the ta- uh, if the tantrum would have continued, I'm pretty sure he would have pulled off his uniform and started running around the field in his underwear because he was so disgusted with him, with himself. So, ladies and gentlemen, have compassion <laughs> with yourself because if you don't, you end up doing more stupid stuff. And that also leads to us having compassion on others because if we realize that we make mistakes, then how can you be so hard on other people? That's hypocritical. That's very simple. I don't have to uh, explain any further on that. I, I, I think it's pretty evident. Now, the last thing I'm going to leave you with is, this is very important. When we are in communication with the, with other people and people ask us for help or we're trying to help our fellow man and we're giving them uh, suggestions, uh, philosophical suggestions or suggestions on how to do a certain thing or coaching, remember this. Tell yourself this. Let your suggestions continue to be suggestions. Don't let your suggestions turn into imperatives. What is an imperative? What is an imperative? An imperative is, well, where's that word coming from? Well, let's go to Latin. Emperor. You know, imperator. Emperor. An emperor is not a king. An emperor is a commander, meaning that every word that person says, you got to do it. Now, in a free society, that doesn't fly. That that will quickly tear down a free society. Why? Because how can you have in a low, and, and sorry, there's that word again. How can you have in a, how can you have an alodial relationship with your resources when you have someone telling you what to do with those resources? They have an imperative relationship to you. And they are trying to tell you what to do with your resources. There's a contradiction there. And that causes problems. Now, there is an instance where you have to have an imperative relationship. Like I said, imperial, imperator, these are generals. We're talking about the military. It is important to have these in a military situation because things are happening so fast. Even if you're not using... Back in the day when they weren't using guns, they had spears and swords Things are chaotic on the battlefield. 
and you don't know where death could be. And an emperor, those who have an imperative relationship to the rest of the army, is in a situation where he can see the whole battlefield, or at least see the uh, field of battle where his squad is. So he's basically saying, telling one guy who may get shot from somebody on his on his right, he may tell this guy, yo, Jim, step back. And then he steps back. And, and then the bullet wheezes by his head. But if he would have stayed there, then he would have gotten shot. Now, I'm being really simple with this, okay? Because I'm not getting into battle tactics in the military. I want to keep it simple so everybody can understand. So... Those of you who've been in the military, much respect. Uh, don't make fun of this explanation. I'm just trying to keep it simple so that everybody can understand. But you see, in a military situation, it is you, you see why uh, an imperative relationship with other people in that uh, outfit has to exist because there's no time. And there's death everywhere. And, and also, too, if one man messes up on his job, then the entire squad can get killed. Okay? But in general, here in America, we're not in this situation. And that leads me to another trick that is being pulled on the American people. You see, they, they, the media and schooling and, and all of these ideologies, they're trying to make you feel like you are on the battlefield. Notice they keep saying the war on this, war on that, war on this. We're fighting Republicans. We're fighting Democrats. We'll continue to fight, 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 fight. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. You see, it is uh, putting people in the mindset of, of a battle mindset. And see, when you are in a battle mindset, you are more receptive to imperatives. And that leads me to the next thing. While you have to be aware that your suggestions don't become imperatives, you have to be aware of those who are suggesting things to you don't turn into emperors or leaders. Make sure that their suggestions continue to be imperative. Now, you don't do this by force. You don't have to. You are in control what comes into your system. You are in control what you comply with. So you have to constantly be aware of that. Now, if you let yourself be caught up in the tornado of we have to fight, 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 or war, Blah, blah, blah. When, whenever these things do not apply, then what will end up happening is that the suggestion of the so-called leader of the group, or, or not the leader of the group, the suggestion of the uh, people who, uh, of the person who is in view, who everyone has a view of, uh, on in that group, well, they will turn that person into an emperor. That person would, would gain power and he would deliver marching orders to the rest of his group. And everybody else will, or you, will begin to blindly follow this person 
instead of hearing what this person is saying and you thinking about what this person is saying, you dissect it, you break it apart, and you digest it for yourself so that you can find your relationship to it and you can see how it how you can apply it. You make the choice, not that person making the choice for you through imperatives. Again, you stay in the driver's seat. That's key. That's key to living a free life. And if we live here in, this, uh, in, in America, that's the goal, right? So, I think I'll stop right there. We've come to an hour. I hope that gives you a nice general overview of what this is all about. And what we're trying to do here. And what America was set up to do. Now, when America was set up, yes, there were slaves here. Yes, black people were enslaved. And also, uh, uh, you had poor white people who were treated unjustly in the South. They were called mud seals. They were looked down upon as the uh, uh, dregs of society. And it's still happening today. But when this country was founded, yes, we had those. But the key is, is that this country was a challenge. This country is a challenge. The challenge is, can we actually live free? Can broken human beings one day Learn how to be free. And this country was designed to have roads that lead to that. With the knowing that at that particular time of this country's founding, it was not free in all sense of the word. Okay? I want you to understand that. And we are still in the middle of that challenge. We still have to work. Okay, like I said before, I'm not saying fight. I'm saying work. I'm not saying fight. I'm saying work. Be aware. That's what we should do. Work. Be aware. Okay. I'm being real careful with my words. Now, later on, I may say fight because I know most of you are grown adults and you know the difference between a political uh, fight or a philosophical fight. But I will try my best not to use those words in the wrong way. So if I'm talking about political, it's a debate. Or a philosophical thing, it is a debate. That's what it is. Or if it gets a little bit more heated, it's an argument. See? Because we're dealing with words. Now, the minute it turns physical, well, that's a fight. And then you have many people on different sides involved in a physical confrontation. Well, then that becomes a battle. And then if those groups get other groups to come into those sides, well, then you have a war. See, let's 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 be real here. If it's a duck, it's a duck. <laughs> if it's a giraffe, it's a giraffe. Okay. 
So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Let's take up the challenge of being free. And let's see if we can actually attain to that. <laughs>